Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Jack and Joe Show. We talk about property, business, and everything in between. Hosted by Jack Heskin-Taylor and Joe McCarthy. Sharing the stories of entrepreneurs, property investors, and our journey to health, wealth, and happiness. Hi guys, it's Joe McCarthy here. I'm here with Jack Taylor and also with Dave Goodfellow. Hi. How are you doing? So today we're just going to ask Dave some questions regarding his journey through SA. So Dave, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Good to see you, good. thanks for coming over. Sound. All yeah. the way to Chester. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us and your, your lovely home. <laughs> nice, isn't it? Humble abode. <laughs> this episode is just going to basically be the basics of SA for, for anyone that's looking to get started or may maybe interested in it or maybe getting taken on their first unit now just to give you a bit of insight and Dave's expert knowledge well <laughs> what would be the best way for them to find a deal and how, how to start their search something like air DNA okay have a look at your area work out what your, your gold mine area is going to be yeah? yeah so rather than just going out and putting your finger in the air and looking for houses yeah go back a step and look for the look at the market first. Okay. Rather than, you know, finding out that you've yeah. got a house and then it's not working as SA. Yeah. Then you. Yeah, you're already you in know, there. You're already in it. Yeah, then yeah. it's too late. Yeah. So what is it? DNA and um, does it cost? So air DNA, you, you two, there's two levels to it. So you get a free level, which you don't have to pay anything for, and that gives you a basic amount of information, which is fine for doing your, your you know, your, your gold mine area, and it'll give yeah. you an yeah. overview of the area. So I'd, I'd suggest that's the first, that's the first step, and what that what that'll do is it'll give you you know how many uh, units they've got in the area, an average occupancy rate, and an average price per night, which is yeah. a good start for any for any area. Yeah. So if you're looking at Liverpool, for example, 
there's I think there's about two and a half thousand SA units there. <laughs> Chester, there's about five hundred. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and and there's a high demand for it. Whereas, and you can tell that through the occupancy. Yeah. So in Chester, the occup average occupancy for the year is about seventy percent, which is pretty high. In Liverpool, it's a lot less than that. I think it's about fifty-seven. Okay. Um. But then you have to weigh that up against your price per night. So in Liverpool, you get a higher price per night. In Chester, you get a lower. But then yeah. you can just get into your, your... You can have a look at the areas that, that yeah. might be right for, for you. Yeah, so they yeah. can sort of determine what area they want to work in first yeah, before absolutely. before they go looking for the deal. Yeah, so don't, don't go out and look for a deal before you've looked at the area, whether it's going to work or not. Yeah. yeah? Mm. You know, don't, don't listen to hearsay. Get the actual data, because yeah. that gives you much better understanding of what you're going to be able to do in that area yeah so there's two levels you've got the you've got the level where you can just get it for free yeah uh, so you can go in and you can have a look at the overview for that area and then you've got a paid service where it gives you a lot more detail so it'll give you um you know how many one bed two bed three bed flats mm. there are in that area or houses how many um you know the seasonality of the of the yeah. occupancy yeah. and in terms um, of say finding out what the actual customer avatar would be for that area mm-hmm. how would you go about conducting that research like be it like say corporate clients okay. in a certain area yeah, or? yeah really good really good question so how i would go about that is i'd go on to i'd go onto the internet and I'd, I'd have a look at the area and what's going on mm-hmm. so you can get um development plans for for areas from the council okay and they have a written plan of what they're doing over the next five to ten years okay and this is all free through the freedom of information yeah yeah. if you go onto the internet and search for um whatever the area council is yeah um and look for their development and it'll tell you now they can be a bit onerous to go in and look through and check out but they give you some really good insights on what they're looking to do in that area in the future so for example liverpool have got lots of stuff going on you know they're building new houses they're looking to expand their um housing market by building apartments and all that type all that type of stuff yeah um whereas chester's got a lot of development in terms of trying to build more leisure facilities in the in the area so they're, they're extending the race course here they're building a new business quarter they're mm. building a, lo- a new leisure park um 300 million pound development so there's lots mm. of different things that you can pick up from yeah. the development plan and from the internet mm-hmm. And in terms of finding the deal, then would you go directly to agents or direct to vendors or so landlords? I would always say when you first start, let an agent see your friends. Okay, yeah. so get out there as much as you can. There's always a street wherever you are which got which are full of estate agents yeah, and yeah. agents. So there's a number of different things that you can do when when you first start out. Though you need to get in with them and, and speak to them, tell them what you're doing, give them your story. You know, don't fill them full of any bullshit yeah mm-hmm. right that a lot of people do you know yeah. they go in and sell tell them that they're not doing Airb- airbnb and yeah. they're going to be doing these long company lets where people come in and are going to be staying for six months mm. they're past all that now yeah, yeah. you know they, they know that people are pulling the wool over their eyes when they do that because there's so much going on in service accommodation now mm. so get in with just you know go and see them all but find a couple of letting agents that you mm. get on with and they will they'll feed you with, with properties we did it in Chester we we um we, we only have a, a three letting agents that we work with and they come to us with deals I mean we took on a block of free apartments recently that came from the letting agent nice we didn't go through the letting agent oh sorry we did go through the letting agent but we went then that went direct with the landlord okay 
So they introduced us. We paid them a fee for doing it. Yeah. Always make sure you pay them as well because if you don't pay them, they're not going to come back to you next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always make sure that they know as well that they can charge you as a business mm. for doing the, um, the the online checks. And stuff, yeah, because the allowed. tenant fees are gone now, aren't they? Yeah, so tenant fees are gone, but yeah. they can charge you as a business. And mm. not, 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 every, not all of them know that. So let them know that. And you'd be happy to pay you a couple of hundred quid to get a... Together, yeah, 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 yeah. just make sure they understand that because then they'll come to you next time because it's a little bit more revenue for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you're starting out, yeah, let an agency your friends. Okay, so if somebody's starting to look um, <clears throat> and they're sort of pricing up a deal, how would they go about working out their monthly costs? Is there any tips you can give for that or some rough yeah. costs? Yeah, yeah, so again, depending on the size of the unit, our deal analyzer that we have breaks it all down into, into sections. So yeah. you're going to have things like your your rent, uh, your um, utility bills, mm-hmm. um, your um, maintenance costs. Yeah. And then, so you start off with your actual costs for that property, and then you break it down into your clean, your, your cleans, your linen. Yeah. And all that's going to be, that's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we deal analyze, we always take the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. So we don't get a, uh, a surprise at the end nobody yeah. wants surprises especially if they're the wrong way if they're the right way it's all right <laughs> when they're the wrong way they're not so good so you always just make sure that you break everything down you've yeah. got all your costs and then look at uh, setting up deals with other companies in the area so you're linen your cleaning costs yeah, yeah. and your maintenance guy with reference to cleaning so how much and obviously like you said it's different for everyone and, and the size of the apartments and stuff but on average how much does it cost cleaning wise for a two bed apartment and your linen and stuff like okay. that again you could you can go out there and my advice is don't scrimp on your cleaner okay never never ever try and get the cheapest yeah you guys have we, yeah we've, we've been there done that yeah and learned firsthand but yeah. make sure you pay your cleaner a good wage so i always pay um you can get cleaners for 10 pound an hour yeah. but i always pay 15 pound an hour but they don't do just they don't just clean so they'll go in and they'll audit the whole property mm-hmm. they'll go and pick my linen up do a stock order for linen etc as well so it's one one thing is do not scrimp on that because they're they're your the life and soul of your business all yeah. you need is one bad review for, for that type of thing in it how much would it cost to do a two-bed apartment i suppose is yeah. your answer is your question so we 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 spend about 35 pound on the cleaning for a two-bed okay um and then for the linen, it's around about six pounds plus VAT for a double bed. Okay. So. And you hire you hire the linen. Yeah, always. Yeah. always we we went through a process of buying it in ourselves. Yeah. But by the time you've bought it, yeah, and then had to send out to somebody to clean and then iron, and then the the issues you get when somebody comes with fake tan and lies yeah. in the bed, yeah. you end up changing it. So by the time you've messed about and tried to manage it yourself, it's just easier to. Yeah, we've we found that we've bought all our own, then and we're starting to to notice that some are seriously damaged, and you know at some point we're gonna have to buy buy another load of it. Exactly. Um, exactly. If you can find the, the higher at the right price, then yeah, probably worth it, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. In terms of contracts, then getting the contract sorted for yeah. the SA, can you run us through that process? Yeah, yeah. So always use a company letter agreement. Um, if you're dealing with a, a letting agent, always yeah. use their company letter agreement. Okay. There's certain things you need to change in it. It won't. It won't. I've never had one yet that's been a hundred percent accurate where I've just t- signed it and sent it back. 
yeah. there's certain things you've got to change in it. I think I've sent one yeah, of my yeah. one of my ones to you already. But if you if you're getting them from a letting agent, there's certain criteria in there that you need to change. So if if I'm doing my first deal, which we're really wanting to get over today, isn't it? Yeah. I'll always take them out on a twelve month company letter agreement. Someone starting off, if they're only after setting up their company, they're going to an agent and they have to pass referencing. Mm-hmm. How does that process work? Or what will they say to the agent if they know they're not going to pass the referencing because it's okay. a new company? Yeah, so there's a, there's a number of things you can do there. So if you've just set up a new company, mm-hmm. and you're not going to have the, the history there to go and um, pass the referencing. It's yeah. just not going to happen because you've not got the history there behind your, com- behind your company. So you can do one of two things. You can either do a personal, ga- a personal guarantor yourself. Yeah. Or you can use somebody else in your family to do that. So, um, yeah, when we first set up our first company letter agreement with um, with the letting agent in Chester, I um, actually used my, my, my dad as a as a guarantor for that. Okay. Because we didn't have any... You got nothing there yeah, in the nothing. beginning. Yeah, you yeah. Got, they'll normally ask you for a year's accounts or three months' worth of bank statements. Well, yeah. you're, you're never going to have that at the beginning. So mm. get someone else to be a guarantor for you. If they're employed, even better. You know, mm. if they're earning over fifty grand a year, even better. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the I think the, the base level is about twenty five grand to be a guarantor. Okay. Similar to like your your mortgage, getting a mortgage on a property. Okay. Um, if you can if you can do that, then that's that's the way forward. Okay. Or get involved in a JV with somebody that's already yeah, yeah. got a bit of. Mm. Someone that's already doing it. Somebody's already doing it. It's got a bit of history behind them. Okay, um, so. If it was your first deal, would you recommend trying to JV with someone and looking for somebody to work with? You know my answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, what I would advise to people is when you when you do a JV, yeah. you, you're going to lose half of your money straight away. Yeah. So my advice would be just just get involved or, or get go to networking events, speak to people who are, who are already in the game. Yeah. They know what they're talking about. Maybe they're, they're in your area or close to your area, so they've got some local knowledge. And just lean on them a bit. Mm-hmm. Like you two guys did with, with us. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. when you first started out. So I, I, I personally wouldn't want to JV with somebody who's already doing it and, yeah. and lose half the profit because everybody's different though right yeah yeah so what's right for me might not be right for mm-hmm. for somebody else yeah. but yeah i would say do it yourself but get somebody who is already in the game yeah mm. okay okay that can, that can help you along and mentor you yeah so basically a mentor essentially either a mentor or get some training yeah you know, go out i mean what does training cost these days for you can you can you can pick it up for well, a couple of grand or whatever it might be yeah. It, it's it's you know it's worth paying that money out because you could lose a lot of money yeah if you don't and that that initial outlay is not a cost it's an investment and you'll learn so much from it yeah would you advise potentially for somebody just starting out to maybe find a service accommodation management company and contact them yeah, and if absolutely. they can manage the SA unit for yeah. them see if they can pick their brain on areas absolutely so uh, what we did when we first started out was we went and got a uh, a managing agent to manage our properties and that helped us scale so yeah i wasn't i was out getting deals and looking for deals rather than speaking to customers and okay yeah yeah and spending all my time doing that i was actually working at the time as well oh, so yeah. yeah so i was working full time before i got in when i started my business up in november last year 
ESA business. Yeah. <clears throat> I was actually full time working. So I didn't have time to do the, the management side of things anyway. But in hindsight, I still wouldn't have gone straight in and done management. Yeah. I'd have given it to somebody else to do first. Yeah. Learn, l- either le- learn off the back of them. You can get a management company like ours yeah. <laughs> that um, will take you on board, manage your property fee, but also train you at the same time. Mm. Yeah, that's ideal. Show you how to build yeah. all the systems out. Yeah. It's like the on the on the job kind of training, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely, absolutely. It's like learning how to drive a car. You're only going to learn can, when you're there. Yeah, if you can build it. a business and train at the same time, then yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Everybody's winning, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So, funnily enough, we do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little plug there. Yeah, <laughs> just saying. Should we? Um, just because we've spoke about your deal analyzer and mm-hmm. and the, the stuff that you've you've helped us out with as yeah. well. Is it possible to mention that the Facebook group and the stuff you've started yeah, with any newcomers yeah, yeah, that yeah. want to get involved? Yeah, yeah. So the Facebook, we started up a new Facebook group, um, SA Iconic. Yeah. Can you mean, SA Iconic. I mean, I should know that. Yeah. Spells with a K. So, so uh, that's it. Yeah. So uh, the the SA Iconic uh, community. Um, spelled Iconic, spelled with a K. So I K O N I C. Yeah. Okay, Dave. That's great. Thanks very much. Thanks Thank for you. your help. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks very much for listening and watching. Hopefully you got some really good information from Dave. If you like this episode and you'd like to listen to Dave's full episode, that'll be coming out soon. So we'll dive really deep into Dave's background and, and everything that he's doing with his service accommodation business at the moment. See ya. See you later. We talk about property, business and everything in between. Hosted by Jack Heskin-Taylor and Joe McCarthy. Sharing the stories of entrepreneurs, property investors and our journey to health, wealth and happiness.